This week on Ask Dan, we're going to talk about whether or not you should buy the Surface Book or wait for the Surface Book 2. What do I think of the Lumia 950XL? And when is our Windows Central app finally going to hit the store? Stay tuned. What are your thoughts of the free display dock debacle? Okay, so this question is addressing the Lumia 950 XL, which in certain countries was being offered with a free display dock. So how the process worked was you would get the phone, usually got it in the mail, unless you pick it up from the store. And then there was a Lumia Offers app, which you would launch. It was a pretty cool process. It would basically say you're entitled to this free display dock. It would give you a code and you'd basically go and then buy the display dock by following this link. Put the code in and the $99 display dock goes to $0. And this is also the Microsoft Store. You hit order and it comes to you within about a week, actually. It's pretty fast. So what is the problem? Well, a lot of people were using this app and they would go to do it and they would say, they would run to errors basically. Uh, the display dock is no longer available and they couldn't get it. Sometimes the app wouldn't work. So the issue here is just basically about supply. There's not a lot of these display docks out there, but what people were finding was when they went to the main page for a Microsoft store, you could just order the display dock for $99. So why could you order it for $99 but not get it for free when they clearly have it in stock? So what they're basically doing here is they have a tight limit limit of how many of these display docks they have. They're allocating a certain amount of them for free, but they're also keeping a certain amount for the paying customer basically. And they're having problems obviously maintaining that supply. I can report now that uh, people are successfully getting the free display dock once again, but this is going to probably go back and forth a while until they get their supply chain right. But that's all the issue is. At the end of the day, it's more about poor customer service. Microsoft should obviously do something a little bit better with the app, telling the customer that it's currently not available. Please try again in a few more days and that they would still get their dock. Uh, with no communication, the customer is left there empty-handed and having no idea what's going on. So Microsoft still needs to work on that. Recently, my bank blocked a universal Windows 10 app for PC, citing security reasons. Are internet browsers more secure than apps? All right, so there's a real technical question, one I'm actually not versed in very well, but this is what I can tell you. Uh, in a sense, yes, browsers are a little bit more secure because of the HTTPS ability that they have. Of course, browsers themselves can be spoofed, and there's lots of security vulnerabilities there, but for the most part, uh, they are pretty secure. More importantly, banks can update their website themselves at any time, ensuring that they're up to date with uh, certain security practices that's enforced in each country. The problem with apps are that apps do need to be updated frequently to then match those security protocols, and those protocols are always changing. Uh, if you use a platform like iOS, you'll actually see something like Bank of America does get updated every two weeks, and a lot of that has to do with those security protocols. So banks are very strict on this, and this is one reason why, in fact, Bank of America pulled their app, because they would have to constantly update it in order to meet these uh, security requirements for the United States, and basically they didn't see enough customers using their app to just justify the cost and expense of that. I don't necessarily blame them, although it's a poor experience, but that's why banks often say use our website because they have more direct control over that, whereas apps do require to be updated frequently. What's the sound quality using headphones on the Lumia 950 compared to other Lumias, iPhone or phones with Beats Audio? So that's a really great question as I overlooked it in my review. Uh, since that time, I've been using the Lumia 950 and 950XL very frequently at the gym where I do use wired headphones. And you know, 
I can compare this to the iPhone and the Samsung Galaxy S6. My opinion is the Lumia's sound the best. And I, I know a lot of people are going to say I'm a little biased here, but I really can say this. Uh, for one, the Lumia 950 and 950XL have really nice equalizers built into them. Uh, if you don't know about that, it's under settings and extras, so you can control things and set it to either a custom station or something like rock, classical, voice, and that kind of thing. But for me, the sound is just very rich on the Lumia's, and I do prefer it over the iPhone and Samsung. Uh, I noticed for instance on the samsung sometimes the volume just goes too high uh, and basically when i want to go lower the next notch is too low so there's not that fine grade that i'm looking for when controlling my volume that i do get with the lumias uh, and same with the iphone and surprisingly my bose wired headsets that i use which are actually pretty good quality don't really work with the iphone that is uh, the volume up volume down kind of works but not the actual action button whereas it does work with windows phone I don't know why that is, but that's the case. But yeah, at the end of the day, I actually do prefer the Lumia's for audio when using it at the gym, and I think they sound great with headphones. With the Lumia 950, can you specify in the camera app where you want to save photos? Micro SD card versus internal memory? Okay, so that's a great question. On the Lumia 950, 950 XL, you do have 32 gigs of internal storage, but if you're shooting 4K video and a lot of high resolution photos, you could easily run out. That's why a lot of people use the optional micro SD card. Now you can't set in the camera app to save photos to the micro SD card, but you can do that under settings and storage. In fact, Windows 10 Mobile offers a lot of granularity on what to save and where. For instance, you can save photos and video to your SD card, but have apps go to main memory, which is what I would prefer and recommend for best performance. You can also put documents on your SD card or keep them in internal memory too. So you have all of these settings on where you want things stored. I think it's really great. So I put all my music on the storage card. I keep photos though on my internal memory just for slightly better performance, but it also depends on what you want to use it for. If you're constantly uh, reading the photos back and looking at them, it's probably going to perform better and internal memory but if you're just saving stuff it generally works pretty well with micro sd card but yeah the choice is yours it's not in the camera app but it's under settings and storage which lumia 950 device do you like better Okay, so I still owe you guys a review on the Lumia 950 XL. It won't be as big as our Lumia 950 one, mostly because of all the overlap. But this question about which I prefer is so tough to answer because I've been switching back. I use actually both of them in the sense I have uh, two lines on AT&T, so I carry around both of them. What I do, though, is I often switch between what is my main line and what's my secondary. And truth be told, it's really hard to choose between them. I actually do enjoy the performance of the 950 XL, which is a little bit faster, but only in very app-specific situations. Specifically, for instance, processing photos, it is a little bit faster. However, I often prefer the size of the 950 when I'm going to go put it in my pocket. Uh, so it's a really hard choice. Uh, I don't find any one has a specific advantage over the other. It really comes down to personal preference, and even there, it's going to be hard to decide. Uh, for instance, I sort of like the larger screen on the XL as far as viewing photos and playing games. However, because it's the same resolution on the Lumia 950, the pixels per inch is tighter there, so images actually look a little bit more crisp. So there's trade-offs to both of them. Uh, you would also think with the Lumia 950 XL and its faster processor would get worse battery life, but it's actually the opposite of that. The XL seems to get slightly better battery life than the Lumia 950. Um, that has to do with the Lumia, uh, sorry, the Qualcomm 810 processor and also that slightly larger battery on there. So I actually don't have a clear winner at this point. So that's kind of the spoiler alert there for the review. There's no huge advantage between either or. It's just personal preference. And even then, the distinctions between these two devices is so minimal. 
minimal, it's actually really hard to decide. And that's also the good news, where it's, if you go with either device, I think you'd probably be happy. Should I buy the Surface Book or wait for the Surface Book 2? Okay, so this is another review I still owe you guys. My apologies, I'm up to my neck and work these days. But the Surface Book, here's also a spoiler alert for that review. It is one of the best laptops I have ever used. I really love the design of it. I love the aspect ratio of it. The keyboard is great. I actually love the design and the hinge, which does not bother me. But, and this is a big but here, the software is not ready. Can I recommend it right now? No, actually I can't. There's just too many bugs with it. Now those bugs are getting better. For instance, Microsoft just patched the Intel display driver and that's been working very well for me. The big thing though is the connected standby, which is still an issue. That is you close a laptop, throw it in your bag, and when you take it out later, it's all warm, your battery's depleted because it never really shut off. And there's a real easy solution to this. You just throw it into Hibernate and you can actually set this so every time you close the lid or turn it off it goes to hibernate and to be honest the service book is so fast that coming out of hibernate it's less it's about 10 to 12 seconds it's actually very quick so i actually do use it like that i have no issues whatsoever and doing that actually the service book becomes very good but there's still some room here for microsoft to improve a lot of the drivers and they will over the next few months and that's a good news here the service book is a really good device in terms of hardware i have actually no complaints about it Everything that is wrong with it is driver and software related, but that's something that can be and will be fixed over the next few months. Still, if you're going to go and drop $2,000 on a device, you kind of want just to work perfectly. And that's why I'm saying don't get it right now. I think in about three months we'll revisit this topic and I can give you a better recommendation on the Surface Book. But right now things are just a little too rough on it. However, if you're a power user and you can work around some of these issues, it's a great experience. I mean, I really do like using this device, but there's also some really good alternatives out there. I'm currently using the Dell XPS 15 with its 4K display. Not only is this device cheaper, it's actually really, really good as well. So you're gonna have a tough time picking between these devices, but it's a good problem to have. There's a lot of good hardware out there. As far as the Surface Book 2, we're looking at 10 to 11 months out, and even that could still introduce new problems. My recommendation, just wait a few more months for the current Surface Book until all the software issues get ironed out, and I really do believe they will because the hardware is really fantastic. You can probably even get it on sale at that point. It'll be a lot more uh, reliable of a device, and then I'll be able to definitely recommend it. When will you finally release the Windows Central app for Windows 10? Okay, I know you guys are very excited about this app, and here's what I can tell you. We're looking at the next 7 to 10 days probably for an open beta for this app. Uh, we want to release it as a free app and ad-free, but we also want it to be fully featured in the sense that it matches our old app in terms of features. Now, that's actually kind of difficult to do, specifically forum support, which has caused our developers a little bit of a headache as it's a tough thing to do. But it will have full forum support as well as all our articles, no holds barred. It'll have all the features you guys are asking for. We're almost done but we want to lock in all of these features that we have first get it out to you guys soon and then we'll move on there and to add more features but it's coming real soon it's almost finished while looking at one of your last ask dan videos i saw a desktop tower in the background so can you tell us which computer manufacturer built it for you or did you build it yourself so years ago, I used to love building my own towers. It's a lot of fun and you learn a lot about computers, but these days I just don't have the time to do it, but I do have a little bit more money. So actually I didn't build this, but I did configure it myself. So I went through a company called iBuyPower.com and they can basically configure a computer any way you want. And they're really cool because you can pick the case you want, the fans, the neon lighting, and then you can pick all your processors, your RAM, and they have like 9,000 choices. Like you'll probably spend a good hour on there configuring your computer. And then they build it to 
through your specifications and send it out to you. And I've been very happy with it. In fact, I ordered two of them, one for a home and one for here, which is what you see in the background. We did talk a little bit more about this computer in an office tour video we did a few weeks ago. So you may want to try to go watch that. But basically this is a Intel Skylake Core i5 processor and it has 16 gigs of memory on there, upgradable to 32. And I have a GTX 970 video card in there as well. Uh, there's some Samsung SSD in there for the hard drive. So it's a very good computer. I didn't go for Core i7, because to be honest, I don't really need it. But a quad core Core i5 is uh, good enough in my opinion for what I do. So, But you can go pick your own thing there. I highly recommend them. There's a few companies out there that do that service. So you may find another one. But yeah, iBuyPower is who made this computer. Do you know of any other manufacturers planning to support Windows 10 Phone? Okay, so although a lot of people are happy with Lumia devices, especially with those peer view cameras, people do like options. So the question is, are there gonna be other manufacturers on board? So far, Samsung and HTC have been quiet and it doesn't look like they're gonna have any new devices anytime soon. Uh, some of the lower tier third parties are still making devices like Blue, but we don't have any new ones from them yet either. I do believe at CES in January, we will still see a few more announcements for some of those lower tier third parties. Now, if you're talking about high end, the only phone we know of right now is the Acer Jade Primo, which is due sometime around January or February. That's a five and a half inch device. It runs a Snapdragon 808 processor and has a 21 megapixel camera. It also supports Continuum. All those things are pretty cool, but we don't know much yet about its release and where it's going to go. And five and a half inches is actually kind of interesting. It's between the 5.2 and the 5.7 of the new Lumias. But 5.5 is also still a rather large device. So it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to appeal to, say, people who prefer a smaller phone. And I know even for some people, a 5.2 inch device is still a little bit too big. And there are those looking for a high end device that's five inches or below. And so far, no, we don't have any idea about uh, manufacturers coming out with a device for that. Hopefully, as we go into 2016, we'll see more manufacturers come on board making new devices. And I think once Windows 10 Mobile starts to pick up, if it starts to pick up, uh, we'll see that. That happen. How is the battery life of the Lumia 950 XL in comparison to the Lumia 1520? Alright, so battery life is always a big stickler for a lot of people, and the Lumia 1520 is a really hard device to beat. Uh, after all, it had a massive battery, and its display, although high-end, uh, was not a quad-age display like the Lumia 950XL. I can say the Lumia 950XL really does have great battery life, but no, it does not uh, match up to the Lumia 1520. That's not to say it's bad, but it's just not as long. Uh, it'll definitely get you through the day, in my opinion, and with the USB quick charge that's available, uh, you can really charge up your device so fast. You know, you're talking about 50% in 30 minutes, uh, which is a big deal, especially if you're driving home in the car uh, for a 15-minute ride. It often helps out a lot. So not as good as the Lumia 1520, but considering you're running a quad HD display with the Snapdragon 810 processor and everything else on board there, uh, I'm really impressed with the Lumia 950XL's battery life, and I think most people will be okay with it. So that does it for this week's episode. Remember, if you have a question, use hashtag AskDanWindows on Twitter or use our email, AskDan at WindowsCentral.com, and maybe we'll pick yours. Thanks for watching. Take care, everybody.